You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTV and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that watching a team score three points while the other team scored a little bit over 20 did not bring up too many harsh memories from what happened on Sunday out in Washington. We are joined once again by a very special guest for this episode of the Ocho, the one, the only, the legend himself, Papa Ocho. What is up, my dude? Not much, not much, just here. We just finished watching Monday Night Football, waited to record until afterwards, um, and I tweeted this out. It was sarcasm, but I got a lot of serious responses. Um, the Chicago Bears offense versus the Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, would you watch is my real question. I think I would have to be uh, incentivized to watch that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the Chicago offense uh, looked pathetic. And, uh, yeah, it'd be a, a good match. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I'd watch that. Uh, I, it's, I, I can't remember a time where the Cowboys were this universal joke. Um, and like I said, we waited till Monday night to record this after Monday night football. And so, uh, it's been over 24 hours of dealing with the Cowboys latest loss, latest embarrassing loss. Uh, I already recorded with Tony Casillas. Uh, we, we made that note on the 750, which you'll hear later on today. We recorded on Monday, which was actually Tony's birthday. So a happy birthday to Tony, happy belated birthday, depending on when you're listening to this. So you'll hear that later on today, like I said, but there is an air of just disgust with the Cowboys right now, I think, across the NFL. And it's not just Cowboys fans or Cowboys people or Cowboys Twitter. There, there is a general feeling of, like, like people are embarrassed that the Cowboys are the Cowboys. You know, it's like, I, I heard um, Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football when Dak Prescott got hurt. He said that, that the quarterback of the Cowboys is like the prince of the NFL. And I never thought of it that way. Um, and so in many senses, the Cowboys are like the kingdom of the NFL. And it's, it's just kind of embarrassing for the league when the Cowboys are this bad. Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, colleagues and friends and what have you. And, uh, you know, they always uh, give us a good ribbing whenever the Cowboys uh, seldom lose in previous years. But, you know, this year it's just, uh, you know, just just incredible how much, uh, you know, I'm taking flack from them. And what's interesting is uh, I have a lot of friends and and colleagues and stuff that are, are diehard Cowboys fans. And and they're even uh, starting to get close to, you know, just frustration, disgust, as you're saying. And, you know, something I've never really experienced. You know, we've always weathered the, uh, you know, the uh, infrequent losses very well. But now, you know, there is 
there's, uh, you know, at least what I'm seeing on my inner circle is just uh, a lot of disgust, I think is a good word. I do get the sense that, and I'd be curious for you listening, again, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ocho. You can email me rj.ocho at sbnation.com if, if your response is a little bit more lengthy. But I do get the sense that, that a lot of Cowboys fans, because the way football works is don't talk to me on Sundays. This is my plan. This is when I'm going to grill. You know, this is when I'm going to do this chore. You know what I mean? Like you, you structure everything. Oh, the Cowboys play on Thursday this week. You know what I mean? Like your whole weekend is built around the Cowboys game. And then it's, I got to get my Jersey. I've got to have, you know, the right snacks. I've got to have the the fridge stocked the right way. And it just, again, I I get the sense that a lot of Cowboys fans are slowly withering. Um, You know, uh, if, if you want to come over, yeah, I can just have the game on in the background. You know, what I, mean? um, I don't really have to wear my jersey. You know what I mean? Like, like those things are, are being chipped away. And it's just I, I, I just need to kind of know the score at this point for some people. I, I'm not trying to speak for all. Um, I do get the sense that people are kind of just beaten down right now. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And again, to that point, a lot of the conventional custom preparation or, you know, usual preparation for the games, you know, I I think is taking a backseat to, you know, maybe a game of golf. Maybe, you you know, don't golf because you know the Cowboys games on Monday. Say, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and golf and, you know, check in every now and then. But right. Listen to it on the radio or something. Again, that uh, has just always been, you know, something people didn't do. They, you know, they always put a higher priority on the game. and, And just this week and today, actually. I'm hearing a lot of disgust, a lot of, uh, you know, just frustration. So the big talking point all on Monday, and this will continue on Tuesday because it is the players off day. Mike McCarthy was asked about this several times. This, again, was kind of a headliner on all the national shows. We talked about it. Tony and I get into it on the 750. The lack of defense for Andy Dalton. We were talking about this over dinner. Um, Charles Robinson wrote about this for Yahoo, friend of the show. I thought, interestingly, cited... Uh, the Mason Rudolph incident with Miles Garrett last year, totally different situation, um, but but did note that the, the Steelers player, Steelers offensive line, did go to his defense. Uh, I saw Reddit uh, found an example of from Nick Foles' first stint uh, in Philadelphia of Jason Peters going after, uh, incidentally, a cheap shot from a Washington player. And so... That, that again, it's it's one thing to lose, right? And it's one thing to, to tweet out the clips of, of Jalen, you know, playing this improperly or whatever. And all of that is fair and all of that is valid and all of that holds, you know, value in different ways. But I this is a different thing. Like now there is this not even perception, but just acknowledged truth from the entire NFL that the Cowboys are, are soft in that way and that they just they have no respect for their teammates, no respect for for themselves or whatever the case may be. And and they look, my point is this is the worst that the Cowboys have sort of universally looked to the NFL in a long time. Yeah. um, Agreed. Not a, not a good uh, view, not a good uh, optic, um, you know, and a lot to critique them about. And you can't, it's not something that you can change. You can't go beat Philly on Sunday night and have that perception go away. You know what I mean? Like it's, that, that one stink will hover. You have to do a lot of, you, you've told me uh, my whole life, uh, of what, what is it, one oh crap wipe, wipes out a million attaboys. Yeah. And that's what it is. And it, it's, a, it's a big oh crap. And you almost have to get a million attaboys to, to sort of even the scale. And that's kind of where they are. No, exactly. I mean, that's, that's a good uh, analogy. And and yeah, I mean, they didn't do themselves any favors. Um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, 
the coaches and, and a lot of people are are uh, calling them out for that is, is also adding to the to the drama there. It'd be interesting to see tomorrow morning uh, what Jerry says, uh, you know, see what uh, what his take on it is. Now, um, the biggest point of news that came out on Monday, I wrote about this at blogontheboys.com. Uh, the first report that I saw was from ESPN's Todd Archer. Later on in the day, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport corroborated this, that the Cowboys have reportedly been shopping defensive end Everson Griffin. Everson, of course, joined the Cowboys in training camp. It was a big deal. Uh, a lot of people applauded the Cowboys for this move, myself included. It, it, it made sense on paper. It just hasn't taken hold. Um, and if they were to be shopping him, I think it would be very interesting. I, I think it would be a, way, a white flag of sorts. Okay, we're already giving up on this guy that we brought in just a couple of months ago. Very similarly to Everson's former team, the Minnesota Vikings, traded for Yannick Ngakwe on the final day in August and just last week traded him away to the Baltimore Ravens. I think you would need a Baltimore Ravens-ish type place, uh, a contender that thinks they're either not necessarily one piece, but one point of depth away uh, or is readying themselves for their run through November and December to hopefully win their Super Bowl this year. I don't know who that team would be, uh, but it is worth mentioning that ESPN's Justina Anderson came out and said that she spoke to Everson uh, and that he said he doesn't think the Cowboys want to trade him. She said that one of her sources said that the Cowboys aren't really shopping Everson, that other teams have simply called about him. Um, I think I think you and I are both Team tank is a really broad way to put it, but we are both team. It's not happening in 2020. Look for the future. Everson's on a one-year deal. And so maybe if he signs the right type of contract in free agency, you will potentially net a compensatory pick for him in 2022. Uh, but, I mean, again, without, without saying I give up in, in, in those words – I do think it, it is certainly a wise decision to trade Everson Griffin away if you can get something in the here and now as you're building for 2021 because you are going to need an infusion of cheap talent because you're going to have to pay Dak Prescott. And so I support that move. However, you, you, you used the word optics a minute ago. I think the optics, um, I'll, I'll say I, I thought the optics of Minnesota trading away Yannick Ngakwe, as much, as much as I understand them no longer necessarily needing his services, it is a white flag. And, and I think that that message would, would be painfully evident if the Cowboys traded away Everson Griffin. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, like you're saying, I think that, um, you know, if that's possible, then you have to follow the, the flow of logic or the flow of reason. And yeah, right now we need to be looking ahead uh, to how we prepare for next year in the, in the future. And, you know, that's another reason why uh, I think the, I, I've seen a lot of chatter about uh, Fitzpatrick you know, it's quarterback coming Ryan over. Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, yeah. with, with the Dolphins now naming two of the starter, right? Right. And, you know, I I certainly wouldn't want wouldn't want to give up anything that would uh, hurt us in the draft or hurt us in the future. Right. Just to, you know, try to get, you know, something, you know, that's mediocre this year. Well, um, and, and just even the, the best case scenario, right, in a vacuum is you trade for Fitzpatrick and he wins the NFCs, right? Like that's that's the literal objective. Why would I want to surrender draft capital, however minimal it might be, um, to damage my draft position just to get waxed by the, the Saints? First round, yeah, yeah, in the wild, first card, wild round. card round. Yeah, yeah and, and end up with the you know nineteenth pick or whatever instead of the ninth. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that by any means. And what's more is that 
because if we're living in that hypothetical, Fitzpatrick would have played moderately well, and then you would have the Yahoos that would be all, well, Fitzpatrick played pretty well in, in 2020 when the Cowboys traded for him. Maybe the Cowboys should move on from Dak. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need any of that. I mean, it, it's, it's a difficult thing, especially – you know, when you're having the conversation before Halloween to say the season's done, but, but that's the reality that the Cowboys are in right now. I don't care how close they are to winning the NFC East. That, that is not a prize at this point. No, I understand. And I, and I think the, you know, the, the voices of logic and, and the eyes of reason will certainly see that, but you know, there are some people that, you know, I think might have a vested interest to say, you know, we need to salvage what we can from this season you know, the season still relatively young and, um, you know, just, you know, for the sake of, of having, you know, a lot of things look a little less worse than what they look now. You know, if, if you end up, you know, eight and eight, it's a lot better than, you know, four and 12. So, you know, that, uh, you know, that's the only reason that, that the Fitzpatrick thing would make any sense. And, you know, hopefully they, they just, you know, shy away from that. Um, I want to get your, you know, be back in a, in a few weeks um, here on the show, and I want to get your prediction for the next couple of weeks in a second. But the last, I guess, point of news, uh, the Cowboys are just a punchline at this point. Everything they do is, is its own level of hilarity. Mike Nolan, in meeting with the media on Monday afternoon, I guess had eaten either an extremely late lunch or somewhat early dinner, um, and it had involved Tabasco sauce. I don't know what he had. Maybe he had some, some pot roast or something. I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, but apparently he had some residue of it on his hand and touched his face and touched his eye and needed a moment to gather himself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's done something like that, right? Um, you know, the other day I had some, we were playing golf and I ate some jalapeno chips and then I touched my eye and it, it hurt. But um, it's just a comedy of errors at this point for the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like it's, if you're, you know, six and oh, it's hilarious. You know what I mean? But right now it's just depressing. Yeah. No, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'll use the word, the optics don't look good for something like that. It just, you know, there isn't a good excuse for anything like that to happen. Um, so you will be back in a couple of weeks, um, but uh, or maybe sooner than that, who knows? Uh, everything about this year is unpredictable. So you might be back, you know, a couple of days for all we know. Um, so, but I do want to say right now, or, or get your prediction, because we made the prediction a few days ago, Next couple of weeks for the Cowboys, I had written that it would be possible for them to be above 500 uh, after the Thanksgiving Day game against the Washington team that just waxed them. So they're 2-5 and five right now. Obviously, they play the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. After that, they host the Pittsburgh Steelers. After that, they're on their bye. Then they travel to take on the aforementioned Minnesota Vikings, and then they host Washington on a short week on Thanksgiving Day. That's four games. How do you think or, – or instead of how do you think – which ones do you think they win? I mean, if any. Well, I mean, you know, I think there's some unknowns right now. Sure, and, and like injuries and whatever change, right? Yeah, but, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, just kind of uh, taking the middle ground here, I, I would be surprised uh, that they win more than one game out of that four-game stretch. Yeah. I'm going to say one is a ceiling right now. Yeah, they definitely lose to Pittsburgh. That's the best team in the AFC. I said that on Monday Football Monday. Um, right now, I'm. I don't think they beat the Eagles. You know, and I, I think I think they're just more bad than the Eagles are, which is really what it is. Um, and I honestly think maybe they beat Minnesota. You know, maybe with with a whole extra week to prepare and rest and whatever. Um, I think maybe that's the one. 
but I don't. And then I think they maybe they buy into their own smoke. You know what I mean? Like we won, you know, and they, maybe they're still like in second place in the NFC East. You know what I mean? And they, they just ride that, you know, momentum for lack of a better word. And then just get housed on Thanksgiving day with the whole world watching. That just feels so predictable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think so. I, I think that, um, you know, the, the best option is uh, Minnesota, and then the next best option is uh, uh, Washington on Thanksgiving. Which is saying something, given that they just beat the Cowboys 25-3. to Yeah, I understand. But, you know, a lot of things uh, might go different that day. And, you know, again, you know, we're still, you know, at this low point in our lives, still having a little bit of optimism. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, a lot depends on, you know, will Andy Dalton come back and, and hopefully some of the other injured guys. So, you know, uh, Zach Martin and things like that. A non-football question, last one, uh, because sandwiched in the middle of all of that Cowboys action, as it surely will be, is the Masters. Who wins? I think, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I hope a lot of guys win, but... Um, Are you going to go Bryson? You think it, it translates? Think he goes back-to-back? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, the Masters is a whole different kind of course. and you know, Especially although, in the fall. Although I know he's preparing specifically for it. Yeah, he's going to take some shortcuts and yeah, get, exactly. get crafty. But, you know, I, I think that he needs a couple of years or three years, you know, before his, his uh, Methodology. You know, experiment uh, would pay off at the Masters. But... You know, I you know I, I think uh, Rom I think John Rom has been mm. knocking on the door on you know and he's got the length he's got the accuracy he can go low, um, you know and, and we'll see but you know right now I think Rom is uh, probably uh, you know my you know my horse and and you know maybe uh, J T is second I I don't know if Tiger can do it um, I just haven't really seen him play uh, enough uh, elite golf uh, to really you know, really hang my hat on him. Oh, I know it takes a lot for you to say John Rahm. I will go, um, I wasn't planning on saying somebody, but since I made you do it, I will. I'll go with another team tailor-made guy um, because I think it's going to take a, a dude who can just lock in and avoid everything else because it is so weird and the no fans element. I mean, obviously we've seen so many events without fans and stuff. I'll go DJ. I think DJ has has the goods, and he's certainly been knocking on the door. Uh, felt like his opportunity was robbed there a couple of years ago, and so uh, I could see that happening. I, I could like you can you know the the photo on eighteen. Yeah. I, it just I can see that the the photo of DJ <clears throat> in a fall sort of looking Augusta forever. That that I can see that in my mind. Yeah. Um, so well. Cool. Uh, like I said, you'll be back soon enough. Uh, later on today, you guys will have a new episode of the 750. It is a good one. Tony was fiery on his birthday, so look forward to that. We will, of course, be back tomorrow with another episode of The Ocho, a new episode of Talk of the Star. The rest of our shows continue to roll on. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Blog of the Boys. Uh, subscribe. Leave a rating, write a review. We really appreciate those things more than you know. Once again, I am on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa. Do us a favor. Have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys. And peace out.